And we're back. MMA Lock Talk, episode 23, September 13th. If I am not mistaken, this is also the anniversary of the day that Tupac was shot and assassinated and killed. The only reason I 100% remember that because it's he shares this, that that day is shared with uh, my mom or Mama Lock, as I like to call her, uh, her birthday. So celebrating the birth of a phenomenal woman 62 years ago to the day. And then obviously also mourning the loss of one of the hip hops, one of his the greatest legends in hip hop history, uh, Tupac Shakur. Uh, that took place. What year was that again? I remember I was quite young, uh, 96. So I was, I was, I was four years old still. <laughs> I was four years old when that happened. I was a month short of being five years old when that happens. Um, but yeah. So for those of you that missed it, I did my contender series breakdown right before this. I went live about 40 minutes ago. Did about. Uh, close to 20 to 25 minutes uh, over the five fights that we got for tonight. So if you guys have any questions or any uh, concerns in regards to the fights tonight, make sure you guys go check that out. You can check it out on my channel. And I just posted it up on podcast platforms as well. Um, It should be up on SoundCloud immediately. And then iTunes and Spotify usually lags by half an hour or so. So if you want the audio version of it, it will be up very shortly on all other platforms, but it is up immediately on SoundCloud. But this chat is normally for just questions. It's all about what everybody wants to talk about, whatever the topic is, whether it's MMA, whether it's movies, TV shows, music, life. This is where we talk with Locke. <laughs> Um, I do sincerely apologize about my, my energy levels or lack of energy levels yesterday on yesterday's episode. It just, I just couldn't feel it. You know, I had, I had a lot of, a lot of things weighing on me, but luckily, you know, shout out to some of the real ones in the game here that are able to make things right and, and help your boy in those, those weird times. You know, I am forever indebted to those folks. And then the other ones that just like to chirp and, and talk shit in the backgrounds. It 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 is known and it is remembered. That's all I'll ever say. Um yeah, so to actually this weekend is the last UFC event until uh I believe it's a week off. So yeah, we got September 24th off. We are back October 1st for Mackenzie Dern versus Yan Zhaonan. And then we have a uh, September or October 8th off, and then we're back at it October 15th. So um, cherish this weekend's card as much as you can because there will be no UFC the following week. Although the contender series will still be running strong. So that's something that we can bank on over the next uh, three weeks, right? I think week eight is today. Week nine is next week. Week 10 would be September 27th. So last contender series, September 27th. I wish they would just go ahead and just do this goddamn thing every week. You know I mean, I'm down. I love the contender series. So maybe it's because I'm on a great run on the contender series, but um, 
I love it. I love researching these these relatively unknown guys. It's obviously great for the tape index as well, which needs a, a little bit of an update as well now, um, as we only have three events on there. But um, yeah, got to get on that as well. But I also got to get on my uh, UFC breakdowns as well, which I haven't been able to start just you know, dealing with a lot of shit over the last couple of days. And then obviously having a busy ass week in the way that I did very much looking to getting this week over with though. I got to say that just to, you know, be a little bit more stress-free and not having to worry about putting out UFC breakdowns and stuff. Uh, again, I'm not trying to make it sound like it's a bad thing or it's a, a, a something too hard or complaining about where I'm at, because I know there's plenty of people who are watching this and uh, other people as well that would die to be able to do this thing full time the way that I am. Uh, so I never want to take it for granted. But I promise you, just with anything that you do, there's a certain point where you're just like, oh, this this feels like a lot. So, um, yeah. I, uh, I'm i just happy to take a breath next weekend when we have no UFC event. Uh, not to mention next week, finally get to go to the weekend's concert if you guys have been following me for a while, you guys know that I uh, I was scheduled to go to the weekend's concert. I believe it was in July or August. I want to say July, but then it was postponed the day of. Literally the day of. Me and the wife are out pre-drinking and having a great time and, you know, fueling up on food at a local bar. And then as we're walking over to the event, um, we see people walking away from the Rogers Center. I'm like, Where's everybody going? Yeah, y'all are going the wrong way. And then I just overhear somebody saying, I can't believe they canceled it. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I just turned around and asked that person, I'm like, they canceled it. They're like, yeah, they just turned everybody back at the at the gates. And there was like thousands of people there, right? You got to think about all the people that were coming in from out of town and, and booked hotels and all that shit. And then they canceled it because if people remember, especially if you're in Canada, you remember this, that was the day that there was an outage. There was a... um. Canada-wide, national-wide outage for Rogers. And for those not familiar with it in the States or anywhere else in the world, Rogers is one of the main service providers or telecommunication providers for us up here in Canada. It's Bell and Rogers. Those are like one and two uh, up here. And Rogers, obviously Rogers Center, uh, they were not able to you know, scan tickets and and get everybody in effectively that the, the way that they're expecting. So... They canceled it that day, literally on the speakers outside the arena or the stadium. They're saying, unfortunately, this has been postponed. Just keep an eye out for the next event and or the next event date for when it's going to be rescheduled to. And uh, luckily, it is finally coming around. It is next Thursday. I cannot wait. Super excited for that. All right, let's get into the live chat, right? I Again, I like rambling the first five to seven minutes just so that we can get some comments built up uh, in the chat section then I can start going over the comments. Um, so let's do it. Daniel, in the chat, as always. Appreciate the love, my friend. Even when we don't agree on things, appreciate when you hop on in here. Tristan Schirouse in the chat. What is crack lacking indeed? Appreciate the love as always. Chris Heisenbuto saying notifi notification gang. What's up? I love when you guys have notifications on because then you guys just hop into the streams right away. So if you don't already have your notifications on, here's a good reminder for you to do so because your boy does content pretty much every single day at all hours of the day as well. But definitely as close to 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday is the MMA Lock Talk. 
Lodge One Dream in the chat as usual. By the way, just uh, retweeted, I believe it was last night, I retweeted my guy Lodge One Dream's first comeback video in a while. He is a NBA 2K content creator. Please go out there, hit that guy with a subscribe, hit him with a follow. I believe his handle and 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 channel is exactly what you see there. Lodge One Dream with the 34 in the middle of the dream. Make sure you guys go show him some love. If you're into NBA or 2K or anything like that, that type of gaming content, my guys got you. So make sure you guys go check that out. Dexter Pope in the chat. Appreciate the love. My friend, Buffo on the Beat saying, I heard something about a Yanez and Font fight. I did see something about that in the live chat of the other podcast that I just did. Um, it's just rumors at this point in time, right? Fun fight. Yanez, you know, skyrocketing at this point in time, given his amount of success. And then Font, you know, seemingly being on a little bit of a decline, you know, it seems like, you you know, Font output is always king with him, and that usually allows him to go out there and win fights. But when somebody's technically better than him at the striking realm, he usually gets chewed up and hurt and dropped and all this stuff. So I'll be interested to see what the odds are there, but I do kind of lean the Yanis side, if I'm being honest. It, now it depends on is it a three-round fight or a five-round fight because we haven't really seen Yanez in the UFC compete in five rounds. I think he did in the LFA scene, if I'm not mistaken, but it was against completely different stylistic matchups, one of them being Miles Johns, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Yanez is, if he's the dog in that fight, you know, I, I'd probably take a shot. Sansons Boulevard saying, no need to apologize. Hope today is going better. Oh, it is absolutely going much better. And it helps that it's Mama Locke's birthday as well. So always... Great when that's around. Paizo as well saying no worries. Appreciate the love, my friend. Uh, Lajon Dreams and Contender Series every week would be a treat, but what would happen to Tough? We can get rid of it. We don't need Tough. We really do not. Lajon Dreams <laughs> sticking out the tongue. Daniel saying throw Tough in the trash. I absolutely agree with you, my friend. We do not need Ultimate Fighter at all anymore. Joshua Frick saying Locke with the safest bets tonight be Basharat and Alias Kerov. Um, I'm going to say this. Every week now, right? Everybody wants to put together that chalky parlay and be like, this is the one that's going to end up hitting. Be careful. I'm trying to go away from parlays. And even though I have a parlay tonight, uh, just to let you guys know, it is uh, Trevor Peak and Malik Lewis. Fight doesn't go to decision. Parlayed with Bruno Brasile. That gives me a plus 119 return compared to, you know, what are we getting? Barely even money on a alias Karoff and Bashrat parlay they should both win don't get me wrong but we've seen the story time and time again where we parlay big favorites doesn't really work out in the long term they should win tonight though but personally i am not making that parlay myself lost on dream saying do you know, they do not or sorry they do need to do tony versus khabib tough season though that would do numbers i don't know if it would i really don't <laughs> Everything Wavy saying after recent seasons, I'd rather have them just focus on contender series. I absolutely agree. Problem kid in the chat. What is going on, my brother? Marcus Williams, that's my dude. Hey, still waiting on those hats, my friend. <laughs> Send me the tracking number, bro. Uh, shout out to Marcus Williams. As you guys see, if you guys remember, I have that NB hat that I usually wear, the black one with the white writing on it. That is from my guy, Nubian Books, from my guy, Marcus Williams, who just had himself a night this past week as well, throwing down 9K, 9K of cold, hard cash on Johnny Walker. That cash is for him at plus, or for 17 grand uh, of profit. So shout out to my guy, Marcus Williams, putting his money where his mouth is, even if it goes against the public sentiment. 
All right, he's saying, Lachlan and I, I enjoy Contender Series more than Bellator and PFL. Do you? Uh, you know what? I enjoy it from the fact that we get it every week. That's that's the aspect that I enjoy of it. Ten straight weeks. Every Tuesday, we can guarantee that we're going to be able to watch fights, right? That's what I think I like about it a little bit more. And with Bellator and PFL, we're getting like the same guys over and over again. Whereas Contender Series, we're seeing some of these new guys. And sometimes we were able to cash some big bets on it, right? Like, or at least big underdog bets. You know, I've, I've been doing very well, in my opinion, in the underdog aspect of the Contender Series. That's why I do enjoy it. Uh, Buffo on the beat saying, uh, did you see Clint Tag Yanni on Twitter to see if he knew someone that could plug him in so he can sponsor the Box of Shame for... for when fighters miss weight and he actually responded to it and it might happen. I love Clint. Hey, Clint's my boy. And I might have to speak about this to him tomorrow, but there is no way that the UFC is going to let a logo just go onto their box of shame without at least a five figure return. Let's be honest. I love Clint, but don't get your hopes up. Yanni being the good guy, he's going to try to make it happen, but I promise the UFC is not going to put any type of sponsorship anywhere on any of their platforms unless you pay at least a five-figure uh, price tag for it. I was on Dream saying next week off will be big. Yes, it will, my friend. Uh, I was on Dream saying take your time. You know what it is. Daniel saying tough. Hamza versus Paulo. Brazilians versus Russians. Now, see, if they can do something like that, something novel like that, down. Completely down. Just don't know if it's going to happen. But then again, you know, Hamzat said his next fight's going to be at middleweight, although he does want to get one in before the end of the year. But maybe, you know, he gets a win at 185, does contend, or tough with Paulo um, beginning of next year, fights him, number one contender fight. I like it. Pazzo DFS saying, did you hear that September 19th is going to be a federal holiday for the Queen's funeral? Might be a national holiday too if the provinces cooperate. Yes. It is absolutely possible. I'm seeing that it, like, I'm thinking, like, I'm hoping that it's a holiday, right? I, again, I, I kind of lose track of when the holidays are because uh, I, I don't have to go to work, essentially, if you know what I mean. But it would be nice to have Mrs. Locke home uh, to, to have those types of days off. But I think what it's going to end up being is kind of like a Remembrance Day kind of thing, where it's, you know, November 11th, um, banks and governments have the day off, but not the regular folk and not to mention like not so quickly after labor day right labor day was only two weeks two and a half weeks before september 19th and then we got thanksgiving coming up uh two or three weeks after september 19th so i think it's too many uh law or statutory holidays in one um you know in a month and a half's time so i'm not going to get my hopes up honestly Tristan saying Canada is brutal for quality infrastructure. That is true. Jeff K saying I was at a musical music festival recently and they closed down this trippy laser dome tent stage because a dude got caught jerking off in there. <laughs> Some wild people out here, yo. Seriously wild people. Sansons Boulevard saying you ain't wrong, Tristan. You know what it is. Pete G in the chat loves senior year as well. Corey Yipo saying Mark Chapman was denied parole for the 12th time today. Rip Lennon. Oh, is that uh, John Lennon's killer? I, I know he got killed. I just don't remember the guy's name, if I'm being honest. Vinny G in the chat saying, I read the Patreon, but why Marcos? You like Marcos tonight? Yes, I do. Um, I did just break down this on the Contender Series uh, video that I just did. So make sure you check out the um, 
just hop back onto my channel, Contender Series Breakdown. It's the first fight that I talk about. You'll get all your answers there, my friend. I'm glad you guys are enjoying Elajuan Dream's content. Elajuan Dream saying love the game this year. Let me know why you love it. Because again, like yearly, it seems to be the same shit, right? Like, is there really a reason to go out there and, and get it again? Let me know. Robot Chicken Wings in the chat. Appreciate the love. Uh, Joshua Frick saying, are the Lewis guys on this card related? They are not. One is black. <laughs> the other is not. Peachy saying, yes, we def do not need tough anymore. I agree. Jeff K saying, tough sucks, but too much of either expands the roster too quickly and degrades the quality of what it means to be UFC level. Beginning of contender series, the standards to get on were way higher for show. That is a good point. Maybe with the contender series every week, they can be a little bit harsher, right? So they can bring back guys onto the contender series that they were like, uh, you won, but like, I need to see a little bit more. They can do it in four to six weeks after that. Oh. Unknown saying, is this uh, Rodriguez and Jaquani going to be a good fight or what? It should be. Per se, I haven't gotten to the tape myself yet, but uh, it should be. Peachy saying, nice, I bet, Johnny, but nowhere near that big. Yeah. Joshua Frick saying, Malik Lewis, inside the distance, minus 115. I like it. I like it. I like it. Jeff K saying, I can't help but feel like betting on Walker is a bad bet, even if it cashes. Left my ass off, good hit, though. You got to bet on him in the right spots, right? Kutalaba. Right spot. Uh, problem kid saying I was high on Brazil until I seen Marnik uh, Mon is a great wrestler and Brazil didn't do many wrestling drills at all from the coverage in the camp. Um, I think it's going to be tough for Mon to close that distance and really get it going personally. Um, and I think that Brazil is active enough off her back to make things a little bit fishy for Mon as well. Good fight. But that's why I did end up parlaying it with the uh, Lewis peak fight doesn't go to decision just to get a slightly better line on her personally. Unknown saying the Johnny Walker bets and plays in DFS were real sharp. Yes, they were. Sansons Boulevard saying quick thoughts on Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Robocop. Uh, I, I do lean, I do lean the Hobocop ever Hobocop side ever so slightly, but cardio issues and the speed of Chitty could be the downfall there. But if Rodriguez can kind of stifle him up against the cage, maybe drag the fight to the ground, he could have some success there. But close fight, close fight. I personally haven't even seen the odds yet, right? Like, as you guys know, I like to study and then look at the odds and then determine what's up. But yeah, I'd assume that the odds are close there. Daniel saying they need to make Johnny Walker versus Paul Craig so Walker can get another win. I'd love to see that. I really would. Seems like the next uh, logical next fight. Uh, Paizo saying thoughts on Feely versus Algio. I think it could be a buy low spot on my guy Feely. Kind of been wanting to fade Algio for a few fights now. Uh, I, I kind of think about it the opposite way, personally. Like, I, I do think that uh, Algio is slowly starting to come into his own. And we don't want to take too much away from that fight that he had against Herbert Burns because of Burns's horrible cardio. But I think that Algio can be, like, you know, tough for Feely to kind of figure out. Um, Again, don't know what the odds are, odds are there, but I do lean the Algeo side personally. 
Black Time 3 saying most confident play tonight. Uh, I'd have to go Malik Lewis, Moneyline, minus 190. I only have 1.9 units on it, but like if you could do a same game parlay, I guess you can't do a same game parlay on this fight, but I do like the fight doesn't go to decision the most. Like if I was okay with eating straight up chalk, minus 360 on peak Lewis to not go to decision, that is the play of the card essentially if you're okay with eating chalk. But uh, I do like the Lewis side, uh, and then I did parlay uh, the fight doesn't go to decision there with something else on the card. Uh, just as a little bit of a hedge because Peak can absolutely start too early in this fight. So be very careful. Could be an interesting night. Paizo saying re-holiday. Yeah, I think you're right. It probably will just stay federal. Yes. Papa Chuck in the chat saying, I love an underdog parlay this week. Algio and McMahon. Interesting. Personally, I haven't looked into the card yet. So, uh, I do lean both of those actually pre-tape. I'll say that. Mr. Always Profit saying Park is different this year. Uh, which Park? Oh, oh, Park. Sorry, you're talking about NBA 2K. I never really played the Park thing to begin with. Vinny G in the chat saying, sweet, no worries. Make sure you check that out. Don't tap podcasting. I'm telling you, Dana White continues for the next couple of weeks. No time to tape study, so let's fucking go. Don't get too crazy on it, right? I never personally like to go more than two units on the contender series. Um, so be careful. I don't want to be riding this gambler's high and then it starts shit in the bed. <laughs> but I feel pretty good about the plays tonight. Danny's saying Philly wins. He's better everywhere. And Philly's, chin Philly's is chinny, but Algio is not going to sleep him. Algio can make it tough, though. You know, very tricky striker to deal with. Um, I think his like the kryptonite to him would be like taking him down and trying to control him there. Um, but I don't know if Philly can do that. Daniel's saying they should demo people from contender series to, or sorry, UFC to contender series. I agree. I like that. Like use that as like the, the league difference, right? Like the relegations and all that shit. I would love to see that. Charlie's Prophet saying the same thing every week. Everyone says they can't wait for the UFC break. Then three days in, everybody wants the UFC back. Never understood why people want breaks unless you're a content creator. I needed MMA. And that is exactly why. Because I am a content creator. And it is a lot of work on a daily basis to shove out the content for you guys. Again, I am not complaining about it. This is my job. This is my full-time job. To provide you guys content on a daily basis, weekly basis. But it's nice to just have a week off as well. From a fan perspective, you're right. I don't want any weeks off. I want MMA every weekend. It's content creator, different story. Robert Chalice saying, I don't know, man, that close loss to how much has aged well for Algio. Yes, I did have uh, Ricardo, uh, not Ramos. Was it Hamosh? Oh, oh yeah, Hamosh, Hamosh. Sorry, I'm thinking, I thought I was thinking that you were talking about Ricardo Lamas as well, which was his UFC debut. But uh, yeah, no, I do lean the Algio side pre tape. Robot Chicken Wings saying, give Johnny Walker Carl Roberson for another one. Is Carl Roberson even in the UFC anymore? I'm pretty sure he got cut. Daniel saying, Ikram versus Bonico confirmed for a contender series pay-per-view edition. Who do you think will win, though? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, I'd, I'd still lean Bonico if I'm being honest. I am not overly impressed with Ikram. Belgian Dream saying, I haven't played in Park. More of a rec player. There you go. Problem Kid saying, you're unscared of Marcos to your layoff. Uh, not too much. Like at this level, and I'm getting him at our underdog odds, not so much. 
seizing peak money line tonight. Good luck to you, my friend. Um, Lodron Dream saying, yeah, people don't understand how much time content creating actually takes. Yes, they do. Uh, don't have podcasting. Contender series says coffee money with decent wages on sharp spot, but usually a $5 per day. Hey, get those lottery tickets in, right? Problem kid saying, I just have a gut feeling on peak. He can bang Lewis seems to like, he can bang uh, Lewis seems to like to drop more and he really struggled getting his last guy down. His last guy, in my opinion, probably better overall than peak. Um, but again, he has big power. That's the big thing here. We have to worry about that early power, which is why I like having a little bit of a play on that fight. Doesn't go to decision as well. Um, but I think Lewis is the overall better fighter. Mr. Always Prophet saying, yeah, he got cut. I knew it. I knew he got cut. Thomas Kane saying, Locke just got here. Let's go. I got weird favorite fighters. Uh, this week, it's Agapova. Started rooting for her when they were bad-mouthing her. You like her chances? She's wild. I think she's fighting uh, Jillian Robertson, right? I don't know, man. Agapova showed some holes on the ground when she fought Maria, Marina Moroz. And uh, Jillian Robertson, uh, I don't want to say more dangerous than Moroz, but she goes for the groundwork and looks to try to um, handle women on the mat a lot more effectively than Marina Moroz. So I don't know what the odds are there personally. Um, but if I, you know, pre-tape, if I can get Jillian Robertson at underdog odds, I might have to take a little bit of a shot on her. Uh, Robert Chela saying, do you think Chamayev's wrestling is more nuanced since the Ikram fight? Uh, I think... Like the Ikram fight, we saw him bang a little bit more, right? Like we saw him actually throw punches and try to throw kicks and all that. And you see him still throw with the effectiveness that he did, like even in his early UFC career. But um, I do think we see him going for it more often in terms of his grappling since the Ikram fight. Because things can get shaky. They can absolutely get shaky. Mr. Always Prophet saying, still taping Contender Series. I was doing the Lewis and Marcos Marcos is awful, in my opinion. Interesting. I don't know. I'm not the most impressed with Lewis. It was interesting that the bookmakers opened. Uh, Marcos has a minus uh, 180 favorite. Then obvious, obvious money coming in on the Lewis side. But uh, I don't know. I think Marcos could... I think his stri striking is sharp enough to handle the big power strikes of Lewis. Uh, and then I think the ground game could be in his favor as well. But again, under small underdog shot. Not Not my... Most convicted spot either. Bill Richardson saying Julian Robertson is going to maul Agapova this week. Interesting. Mr. Always Prophet saying hopefully my baby the Savage Robert wins. <laughs> it would be great. PG saying Julian is a favor 1.67 in decision odds or in decimal odds. Interesting. So that's like minus, what is that, minus 170, minus 160 ish? I'm so bad with decimal odds. Daniel's saying, sorry, Agapova wins. Interesting. Again, still got to tape it. Problem Kid saying, I like Bogoso a lot. Fareed Jiu-Jitsu is good, but Bogoso wrestling is great. I don't know if it's great. Uh, I, I think Fareed is probably the better technical striker there. Um I think he'll be able to land uh, good strikes and blend takedowns behind that. It's the it's the takedown defense of Bigoso, in my opinion, which is the big uh, question mark. Uh, 
Robert Charles saying he filled every takedown in that fight and started to gas. I don't think he started to gas. Again, that fight didn't even take that long to begin with. Robot Chicken Wings saying uh, Mal Agapova, maybe Jillian has had has bad striking. That's the issue, right? Agapova will definitely have the striking advantage here. It's just can her takedown defense hold up enough to not allow Jillian to get this fight to the ground? Robot Chicken Wings thinks he's going with Agapova. Robert Charles saying, I don't know, I don't think Ikram is that great besides phenomenal takedown defense. He won against this bum, though. He should beat Sousa. He should beat Sousa. Peachy saying, I'm bad with US odds. Asher Quinn saying, 1.67 is minus 150. Not a bad line, honestly. I'd have to look into a little bit more. Ghost Gardner saying, big ups, lock. You've been bringing the heat and quality content for years now. I appreciate you. I appreciate you as well, my friend. Always means a lot when guys are, uh, you know, showing love like that. Asher Quinn saying, 1.5 is minus 200. That's kind of where I was trying to get my measurement from 1.5 being uh, minus 200 I, I definitely know that uh but everything outside of that i'm not sure rock torque saying he's going to lean agapova and always profit saying robert is like minus 150 ish keeps climbing sod out of pick a few days ago maybe we'll get some buyback on the agapova side possibly get a better line on robertson later in this uh later robertson later in the week Daniel saying who wins farid or javid I, I honestly i think farid is the better overall fighter great ground game Solid striking. I'd lean slightly towards Farid. Paizo DFS saying, this seems like one of the tougher contender series cards to bet. I think all the dogs are super live. Don't feel as confident as other weeks. Yes. Uh, again, I, th I think Malik Lewis is probably a solid spot. Brazil is a live, or sorry, um, Marcos is a live dog. And, uh, you know, I had to make a little bit of a parlay to get a better line on Bruno Brasile because I'd look to only really better as a dog, which I'm pretty much able to get here by parlaying it with the peak and Lewis fight doesn't go to decision, which I think is, you know, a big, big spot here that people can uh, can rely on to hit. Ghost Gardner doesn't like anything tonight either. Problem Kid saying, to be fair, more dogs have been winning than favorites on the contender series. I think the record was like, 16 and 14 or something for underdogs or something like that. Uh, I don't recall, but I swear I did a, a calculation of it recently, but it's damn close. It's damn close. Paizo saying, usually despite the lines that can come out on one side after tape, but couldn't differentiate in a lot of these. I agree. Again, Lewis and Marcos being one of those, but I still lean the Marcos side as I see his advantage here. And uh, again, I, I take a little bit of solace at times in terms of the opening lines, especially with Marcos opening up as a near minus 200 favorite here. Maybe they know something that we don't. PG saying, Asher Quinn, decimal is just better. Shouldn't have to convert to know what you will get back on a, a minus side. Just as easy with plus money, but I swear US odds are only how they are to confuse gamblers. Mathematically, you are correct. Decimal odds are probably the better way to go. Paizo saying, yeah, true dogs have been barking a lot, big time. They have. Oh, Problem Kid saying, if you're going to get Degenerate for some crazy payouts, Contender Series is a place for it. Yes, it is. 
It's always profit saying, I think I'm going to lay the minus 250 on Fareed. I think he should be minus 300. Miles ahead on the feet and think his footwork and size will be too much to get taken down and his BJJ wrestling looks solid. My only concern is the big power on the big Oso side. He could land something and also if Fareed goes in for a bad takedown attempt, big Oso could jump on that and I can take that home with him as well. He should win this fight though. Good luck to you, my friend. Asher Quinn saying, yeah, the country I'm from uses decimal. I actually think American odds are better for long-term gambling and evaluating risk slash reward. From a quick mathematical situation, though, decimal odds are probably the way to go. Aaron Quillis saying, what's good luck? I appreciate your afternoon live cast. Great content for my drive home. Love to hear it, my friend. Love that you're tuning in on a regular basis. Saying it, but yeah, decimal is better for just gauging the odds. Always makes me laugh with American parlay odds calculation because with decimal, you just multiply together all the decimals and those are the odds. That is correct. Uh, Ghost Gardner saying the value is being offered on Marcos in a coin flip fight. Bingo. Read my mind, my friend. Asher Quinn saying for converting decimal to American, I pretty much use minus 300 at minus, or sorry, 1.33, minus 200 at minus... 1.5 minus 150 at 1.67 and minus 125 at 1.8. I can pretty much work everything else out from there. It's a good way of looking at it, my friend. I'm going to try to take a mental image of that and try to remember that moving forward. Tristan said, learn both American and decimal. It helps me a lot, just like learning both iOS and Android, Windows and Mac. Good way of putting it as well, my friend. Bill Richard saying, uh, fraction odds are the best. Obvious, obviously, Daniel saying numer Roman numeral odds are the best. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Detective Allen saying, I don't know if you all already talked about it, but I think Corey Sandhagen is the truth. Might lay some uh, heavy on him. Only minus 180 sounds great to me. I will say this. I have not studied it yet, but I am definitely leaning on the Sandhagen side myself. Ashley Quinn saying fractional odds are definitely the worst. <laughs> Jared Curry in the chat saying, hey, luck. Hope you're having a better day than yesterday. I absolutely am. Appreciate you checking in on me, my friend. All is well in Locke's world. Peach, uh, sorry, Ghost Gardener saying our boy Rockstar Z sells those odds mugs. They are legit. Yes, that is true. I have yet to purchase one of those. I probably should get to it, though. Mr. Always Prophet saying you think so, uh, sorry, San Hagen finishes Yudong. Haven't taped any of the UFC this week. We'll start tonight. Personally, I haven't done that either yet. Um, I don't know if he finishes him, but I know the cardio of Yudong is a little bit sketchy the later that fight goes. Uh, or fights go, and especially considering the way that Sandhagen fights at the pace, pressure, and volume that he fights with, I think Yudong is going to be sucking win by that third or fourth round. So, ABC, like my guy uh, Liam Picks fights always says, always back cardio. Daniel's saying things San, San Hagen subs Yudong. I played it at plus 900. Ryan Hall is going to be in his corner. Is he? I didn't know he was going to be in his corner, but plus 900 is a damn good line, in my opinion. Untitled NY Cards saying, What's good luck? I hear you mentioned the tape index from past streams. Is that a service you provide? Yes, it is actually a uh, service that me and my buddy Newsome MMA uh, do. Um, he houses it on, or sorry, he houses it on his website, MMAplay365.com. And I do pretty much the grunt work in terms of finding all the tape, putting it together and uh, having it on that page for you guys. So we do PFL, Contender Series, Bellator, and the UFC. 
four main promotions for you guys uh, so that you don't have to scour the web yourselves in terms of finding footage and tape. You know, any and everything that's available online, I'm able to find and put on there for you guys. Again, it's not 100% always every single fight from every fighter, but I do as best as I can to find everything I can from the dark web to, you know, all the places that I normally look. I got it down pat. $3.99 a month if you bet gam or if you bet MMA seriously enough, $3.99 a month is nothing for you, especially if you like doing the work yourself. So go to MMA Play365 because there's an asshole out there who tried to rip off the tape index using the same name uh, and literally copy and pasting our shit. Um, so don't get caught up in theirs. Make sure you show the support where it should be on MMAplay365.com. Check out the tape index there, my friend. Aaron Quiller saying, have Brady, have you back on best bet? Your styles clash well where he likes prop play, where you like to find value in the money lines. I'm going to uh, try to line up Brady this weekend for my ultimate weigh-in show. That is absolutely what I'm going to have on the docket. Um, but I love the chemistry that me and him have. I love that guy. One of the hardest fucking workers in the game. One of the guys I very much respect and I know uh, shares the same respect with me as well. So there you go, Aaron. You'll likely get some uh, Brady on my channel later this week. Tristan Shiro saying, "What's your reaction when you mention someone put uh, when you mention someone putting nine K on Walker? Is this something you've tried in the past?" Um, I know who did it, right? I know my guy Marcus Williams is well off enough that even if he takes an, a nine K L, uh, he will uh, he'll be fine. Um, you know, the man is a very successful businessman, and he is uh, very sharp at what he does as well. Um, he learned his lesson a couple of weeks ago. I believe it was UFC 278 where he parlayed uh, Joe's, or sorry, Marab Devalishvili with Kamaru Usman and ended up having to rip up that ticket. Now I think he's just going with straight wagers. And this was one of his first straight wagers after that as well. Sharp dude, man. I love me some Marcus Williams. He knows what he's doing. My reaction is that is what he does. So I wasn't surprised. Problem Kid saying, still can't believe my bookie fucked up and offered jail to now made a sub or inside the distance. At plus 800. That's crazy. They paid you out on that as well? That is insane if so. Um, Paizo saying, thoughts on the Jake Collier fight last weekend. Are these doctors even real doctors? Barnett face was drooping on one side and the doctor said he's fine. I personally think it was like a tick that he had of some sort. Like, I don't think it was a legitimate issue. Um, I think it's just a tick of his. I think he got hit and it was just a tick that he was just trying to do. Again, I heard he had like nasal uh, damage of some sort. I don't know. But uh hate to see my guy, Jay Collier, lose the way that he did. You know, I, I talk about him and Parker Porter like they're my favorite heavyweights, but I know where I can cap off their, their skill set at and how dangerous fights could still be for them, which is why I didn't end up actually having action on Jay Collier this past week. Asher Quinn saying, yeah, but you can go... Uh, oh, we're still talking about decimal odds. <laughs> I love it. Asher Quinn saying, Barnett talked about it. He bit down on his mouth guard too hard and had a little bit of loose skin on his cheek, which you saw in the fight was him trying to get the loose skin out mid-fight. Okay, that's what it was. Asher Quinn saying, but he couldn't because the mouth guard was too soft to actually get the piece off uh, of skin off. was just hand hanging there. Interesting. Bill Richardson saying, Sanhagen late sub props might be interesting. I like that as well. Ghost Gardner saying Nelson is a good bloke. Uh, which Nelson are we talking about? Sorry, my brother. Ash Quinn saying, so when he was doing that, it was just him doing a mouth thing to try to bat it off, but he couldn't because his mouth guard was in and it made it look like his jaw was fucked. 
Then you're saying might have to invest the tape index, especially with the UFC taking two weeks off. To get in, my friend, right now we only have three events up, including tonight's contender series. We have this contender series. We have next week's contender series. And then obviously the UFC coming up. I'm halfway done the upcoming Bellator index. That's going to be happening. I think that's September 23rd, if I'm not mistaken, the week that the UFC is off. But that should be up in the next day or two. Um, and then considering that we have a week off, that's when I really like to just hammer down and just get down as many tape indexes done as possible. So keep your guys out eyes out for that. But make sure to have uh, check out the tip index. Mr. Always Profit saying, you tape study the week of fights or do you tape study weeks ahead? I never tape study a week ahead. Maybe I should. It all depends on my schedule personally, right? If I'm able to tape study the week before, I will do it. If I have to study the week of, I'll do that as well. It all comes down to my schedule, which is sporadic, honestly. Problem Kids saying, I tape study on fight week because I can see tape in recent interviews and other content to help with judgment. I just like to watch tape. That's it. <laughs> I don't really look at interviews too much, you know. Um, and I don't really like to look at other people's content to sway me one way or another. I do my work, do my research, make my pick. Then I'll just go look at what people are saying just to see if there's something that I missed or something like that. But for, more, for the most part, I usually do all my work myself. Paizo saying, tape index is great. Layout for each fighter is very clean and it's ordered it's order in order of most recent first. There you go. Ashkwan saying the weeks where there's a lot of minus 140s or lower favorites always seem to get pumped. Yes, because that means they are competitive fights, my friend. Oh, Jared Curry saying on that note, if you feel comfortable disclosing what's the largest bet unit wise you've ever played, uh, unit wise, um, I never, I've never gone over five units for a bet. Like that's my cap. If I am confident enough, five units is my play, right? I'll never go more than that. Never, ever, ever. And my my unit uh, amount is $200 per unit. So $1,000 is like the biggest bet that I've made. Peachy saying good parlay is Latin for bad gambler. <laughs> yes, don't get caught in parlays, my friend. Asher Quinn saying, I still can't believe Hamza round one versus Holland was plus 200. Well, I'm glad that I got in on that submission prop at plus 250. Problem Kid saying, yeah, they paid it out. Good shit, man. Good shit. Peachy saying, Barnett said it was a chunk of his cheek or something. Yes, sir. Problem Kid saying, I woke up the next morning on fight day, was headed to my bank to drop a few bands, and they had already moved it to minus 300. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Daniel saying, your boy Parker Porter got saved by Hamdi pulling out. I don't think so. I probably, you know, if you give me a good enough line on Parker there, I probably would have uh, made a bet on it myself. Plus money only. I take plus money. Like, I think Parker Porter is what people expected Dontel Mays to be when he fought Hamdi. Parker Porter a little bit more um, uh, reliable, in my opinion. Uh, Ghost Gardner saying Newsom. My bad, yes. I love Newsom. Literally me, like... Since day one of pretty much me starting this journey, I think he was the first guy that I started talking to. He was already a year or two into it himself, but yeah, that is my boy. Newsom, I will ride with that guy all the time. Peachy saying, I'm going to watch a contender series videos lock. Have your things changed about any matchups? No, because I literally did that contender series breakdown less than an hour and a half ago. So uh, I almost haven't even left my chair since I did that breakdown. 
Daniel's saying, do you ever take advantage of opening odds? Uh, for official bets, no. I do not. I Personally, as somebody in my position, I think it's almost unethical to take advantage of opening odds. and, and Well, opening odds on your official record, I think it's a little bit... I don't want to call it sketchy, but I think it's, you know, not not good practice. Like, if you want to continuously put opening odds on your official record, of course your record's going to look great. I think it's waiting for it to open up on the majority of books, and then I'm able to make these bets. That is, like, rule numero uno for all of my official bets. I have to wait until the odds are available on numerous accounts or, or numerous bookies before I tip it to anybody. Detective Allen saying, do you know if they're still looking for a replacement on the Sadiq Yusuf fight? From my, um, from my understanding, yes. I believe they are still looking, but I don't know of any names. Detective Allen saying, San Higgin, a five-unit on God. It might be, man. I feel pretty good about it, too, pre-tape. Aiden Simone saying, probably both the over one and a half in the Ikram and Bashrat fights at plus 180. What do you think, Locke? Uh, my concern is the Ikram fight because I think he could get Sousa out of there quickly. Um, and then the Bashrat fight. Those guys are uh, live for a finish at any point. I do think those fights go over the... Well, excuse me. I do think those fights likely go over that one and a half round mark. But I do think they finish inside the distance. Uh, problem kid saying biggest parlay you ever hit uh, last year. My favorite parlay of all time. I think it was 500 bucks to win $18,000. And that was a multi-event parlay. So it was in a parlay over a couple events. You know, PFL, Bellator, UFC. Biggest parlay I've ever hit. Landau saying, even when you first started gambling, you didn't go all in on a lock, never even once. Oh, I, for sure. <laughs> you know, the first year or so, I'm like, it's got to be easy to just put all your money on the one spot you think the, that's going to win, right? That was the whole genesis of this MMA lock of the night thing was I'm going to pick one bet that I or one fighter that I can rely on for this event. No odds worse than minus 350. Let's see how this goes. And it was working for a little bit. And then it started to get harder and harder to do that. So that's where I started to diversify my game a little bit more and really start to take the the unit system into more uh, consideration and taking it more seriously. So at a certain point, you're going to have to do the same. Otherwise, you're going to le be left high and dry. Peachy saying, for sure, Porter is more reliable than Mays. Peachy saying, love me some Porky Porter. <laughs> Porky Parker, I love him as well. Landau saying money is steaming back in on Bigoso. Do you get swayed by late line movements or trust initial read? Um, it depends on if the line movement is enough, right? Like I'm picking Javid to win, but I just, I've acknowledged that I don't want to play him as such a big favorite. Now we got, ja or sorry, Farid, not Javid, but Farid. Um, he's coming in minus 230 at this point in time. Like if he gets closer to the minus 200s or even minus 170s, I'd consider it, but... I'm I'm good standing pat where I'm at. Uh on Dream cheering for Corey as well. Mr. Always Prophet saying, Were you on Chikadze minus one sixty or Yusuf before the fights got scratched? I've never been sold on Sodiq. Um was Chikadze minus one sixty? Like I wouldn't play him as a favorite. Um, but I was gonna predict him to win. My issue with Yusuf is he's just so low volume, right? Even like Arnold Allen, low volume, but I felt that Arnold was going to step on the gas a little bit more, which is why I bet Arnold Allen in that matchup. But Yusuf, like he relies heavily on his power, relies heavily on knockdowns, 
big moments, but if they don't come to fruition, you know, he lets the fight kind of just pass him by. And Chikadze, I felt like he could have stayed busy enough from the outside with his kicks to come away with that. But at minus 160, like, Yusuf could be the better technical striker in terms of landing his punches and knocking down Chikadze. Um, I know Chikadze has that glory kickboxing background and all that, but Yusuf is a solid striker in his own right. It's just his volume is not the greatest. But yeah, I probably only would have backed Chikadze in terms of an official bet if he was the underdog there. Um, give me one second, folks. Hey, I am currently recording and I have 12, minute, 12 minutes left. I will call you right back. I can't hear what you're saying right now, but you are muted. But you are now you are muted. <laughs> I'm talking on my stream and I didn't mute it, but yes, let me mute. As you guys can tell, that was Mrs. Luck. She gets off work at 5 o'clock, so she usually calls me. And that's usually by the time I'm done the stream. But I started the stream a little bit late. I'm going to go the full hour as I normally do. But I had to let her know because uh, she wanted to pick up some cake or cupcakes for Mama Luck so we can go celebrate with her tonight, which is why I had that discussion. <laughs> there you guys get a peek into me talking to Mrs. Luck. Um, all right, Ghost Gardener is saying the Bayes AI thing Newsom has is legit and makes you approach all angles and probabilities of any given fight regarding outcomes. Save me some cash and made me some as well. Yes, make sure you check out MMA Play 365 as not only do they have the tape index, but plenty of other great tools for you guys. Lajo on Dream saying, man, I want to hit something like that so bad. Don't lose all your money trying to... Uh, don't lose all your money trying to... Hit those parlays. Problem kids saying money that comes in on fight day and moves lines tend to be the sharps, I believe. It doesn't always work out that way, right? Don't let that scare you off, especially if you if you have a very convicted read on one side or the other. Lajon Dream is hype for the contender series tonight. Me too, but I cannot watch it live, so I'll be watching it after the fact. Lajon Dream to saying problem kid, making bets like that def helps if you have early cash out option too. If you build out your parlays, you can profit a lot from each early cash out system. That's correct. Aiden Simone saying, wonder what the line's going to be on Nico's next contender series fight. See, I'd like to look it up, but um, I don't like being swayed at all. Obviously, Bo Nickel should be the favorite, but he's actually fighting a guy with like eight MMA fights. So I want to see if that guy has any legitimacy to him and whether he'd be a live dog at all. Aaron Quilla saying, Daniel Wolf is the female CM Punk cast on DeMont. Yes, that was a horrible read on my end. Again, only had a 0.75 unit shot on Daniel Wolf there. Um, but uh, yeah, bad read there. And I, I wish that my hedge hit there too with uh, if Dumont had gone for takedowns earlier, she probably would have been able to hit that under two and a half for us. Jeff K saying, to be fair, at least CM Punk was a world champion. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff K with the jokes. Detective Allen saying, is Mrs. Lock into MMA at all? Uh, not so much. You know, she doesn't mind it. Um, funny story. Like, uh, we started dating in November of 2014, but we, like, were attracted to each other almost immediately. Like, we clicked right off the bat. So, much, actually, we met in September of 2014, started officially dating in November 2014. December, 
for Christmas, I actually flew out and met her family in Saskatchewan. And we, you know, I met her family for the first time there. And then January, the following January, like this January 2015, we actually took a road trip from here, Toronto, all the way down to Boston to watch Conor McGregor fight Dennis Seaver. Uh, she really enjoyed that. You know, I've taken her to a couple events. We saw um, uh, UFC Ottawa, Rory McDonald against um, Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, she's been to a couple of Toronto events with me as well. She's been to a couple of regional shows with me because, you know, we met at an MMA gym and at the MMA gym, we had some professional fighters. So she would come and watch those guys compete. Uh, but, you know, her favorite fighter was Yanni and Jacek, but obviously retired now. Um yeah, she doesn't clamor to watch these fights, but she doesn't mind watching them in the background either. But definitely not a big fan. I wouldn't say she's a big fan. Mr. Always Prophet saying, nothing better than when Locke watches the UFC live and tweets. Yes. I apologize. I can't always do that. And unfortunately, I won't be able to do it this weekend either. Um, I have another wedding to go to. So I won't be watching the fights live this weekend. It will have to be after the fact. Bad news, Bandits in the chat saying, just here to remind you that Pat Sabatini is fighting this weekend and he is a lock, hands down, might even win by submission. If I am not mistaken, he is fighting Damon Jackson. One thing I always like betting in Damon Jackson fights are fight, fights to not go to a decision, but look forward to seeing which side I come out on once I run the tape. Tristan asking, is Newsom a stats data guy? Is that what his AI thing is? Um I, don't, I wouldn't say he's a stats data guy, but he has a tool on his MMA Play 365 website, which uses that uh, base AI thing that my guy Ghost Gardner was talking about. Um, it is not the uh, stats guy that you're thinking about. If, you know, Nate Lakeshaw is the guy that you're thinking about, but um, yeah. Newsom is an all-around guy. Problem Kid saying, Dumato and Striking Wolf gave us another mark in the column for, for the boxing versus MMA debate. That is true. Peachy saying, in all fairness, she had an amateur boxing career, not a WWE career. <laughs> Daniel saying, wasn't following you back then, but what was your read on Strickland versus Pereira? I thought Strickland would have Norma Dumont Pereira. Uh, I had Pereira. I, uh, I bet Pereira that night as well. I think one unit at plus 105, but... You know, I think a lot of people were banking on Strickland to get the takedown, but that's just not the way he normally fights. Like, you see him lean on it in the uh, Jack Hermanson fight a little bit because that fight's five rounds, and he needs a little bit of time to just gather his wits about him so that he can go back to his output ways. But, like, his his striking defense was no bueno against uh, Pereira that night. There's no way him just leaning back, just trying to get out of the way of the shot of his opponents was going to work. Because normally he has like a reach advantage and he's kind of tall in this middleweight division that he can do it against all the guys, but not against a pinpoint striker and power striker like Pereira. So uh, yeah, I was happy to be on the, the Pereira side that weekend, which seemed to be a, a bit of an island, if I'm being honest. A lot of people thought Strickland would be able to get it to the ground and do his thing. I'll say this. I learned my lesson on Sean Strickland when he went out there and struck with Jack Marshman. I think it was Jack Marshman uh, for 15 minutes straight. He outstruck him, but he let him stay in that fight by keeping that fight on the feet. He could have made it a lot easier by taking that fight to the mat and using his jujitsu and getting him out of there quicker. But no, he's going to do Sean Strickland things just as he did in that uh, Alex Pereira fight. Lost one dream saying, will she watch pay-per-views with you? Uh, she doesn't care to, nor do I care to have her either. Honestly, like my per personally, my ideal way of watching fights 
this is me being a hermit. You know what I mean? This is me being an introvert is right there on my desk. I got my monitor above me. I got my laptop in front of me, watching the fights on the monitor, having my Twitter and Discord channels open so that I can stay active on social media and my Discord channel as well while watching the fights above me. That's my ideal watch, way of watching fights. I know. I'm a party pooper. <laughs> but that's the way I enjoy doing it. Sansons Boulevard saying, that's awesome. I'm jealous. My girl just makes fun of all the fighters and then gets mad at me when I react too loudly. Yeah, I know. She, she knows what's up. Like the first couple of years that we started dating and when I started this like MMA lock of the night thing, like she wasn't really down with, you know, allowing me just to have Saturdays to myself. But once it became a full-time thing, she goes, oh, okay. Now the fact that you're actually making money off this, go ahead and have Saturdays to yourself. You know what I mean? Saturdays are your day. Uh, whenever there's not a UFC event, though, sat those Saturdays are her days. We do whatever she wants. But we usually work around the, the UFC schedule. You know, unless it's like a, a shitty fight night or something like that, or if it's something that's important enough, I'm okay to miss a UFC fight night. But for the most part, she knows that it's already like Saturdays are, are my days. You know, from doing my fight day live stream to updating my website for the uh, um, Lock of the Night and Dog of the Night Challenge, like all that takes me so much on Saturdays. So she more than more than happily allows me to just have those days to myself. Lando saying, what other sports do you bet? And I don't bet on any of the sports. Um, you know, I just don't have the time or the necessity of just having um, to, to, to research what I need to. Uh, I, I have a couple guys I normally tail on other sports if I'm itching for any other action. Asher Quinn saying, my read was, if Strickland is smart enough to wrestle, if he wins, uh, he wins Pereira round one KO. And I'm glad Pereira round one KO came down. PG saying I had normal inside the distance. Unfortunately, I had Pereira KO fairly big. Gift of a line, in my opinion. Yes, it was. Oops, I combined two messages together. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, I see what you mean there. Yeah, Norma Dumont. If she stepped on that gas earlier, she probably would have got that win. Landau saying Nick Six said the game plan was to grapple Pereira, but Strickland got too confident after sparring Artem Levin and decided to test himself on the feet. Yes. There's one thing that judges or refs or sorry, coaches want for the fighters. It's another thing for the uh, fighter to actually go out there and actually do it. Daniel's saying, did she at least watch the Costa Rockwell fight? She did not. <laughs> Funnily enough, one of the one of the first nights I remember spending at her place, uh, we watched uh, Luke Rockhold beat the piss out of Michael Bisming, the first fight around. Um, I think Shogun Hua fought on that card as well. Yeah, Luke Rockhold was on the first card that we watched together at her place on her laptop. <laughs> but no, she did not watch this one. She knows a couple of the fighters. Like, she'll recognize Rockhold. She'll recognize Bisbing, you know, those spots, but that's about it. Bad News Bandit saying, hell yeah, nothing like making live bets, smoking some gas, and being by yourself when you jump up, looking like that Connor pick in front of, your, in front of the TV. Yes, exactly. That is usually me. Cheshire Cat saying, Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz by TKO. Nate Diaz by submission, my friend. That's how Nate Diaz ended up winning. But uh, yeah, much better performance than I expected from him, to be honest. Uh, Tony Ferguson just did not look himself. And that's probably you know my fault for even trusting him after the, the run that he's been on. But he did not look like he wanted to really exchange much. He was doing very well with that leg kick, and I wish he went to it a little bit more. But uh, yeah, he just looked off and... Never back at Tony Ferguson again, but yeah. 
Cheshire Cat saying, no, that's how you beat Chimaev. True. Ah, true, true, true. All the skill. You are right. Lost on Dream saying, my friend kept trying to talk to me during Nate Tony, and I was getting annoyed because I didn't want to miss anything. Yes. See, that's a problem that I had. Like, I used to watch it with my boys, too, but, like, they just, you know, don't really pay attention. They don't really talk. They don't really care for the prelims. I am a diehard nut. I want to watch every fight, everything that happens. Like, if, unless I'm watching it, like, after the fact, like, if the fight's already complete and I'm just catching up on it, I will skip through the corners and I'll skip through all the filler and I'll just watch the fights. But... Yeah, I uh, I need silence. I need just me and my thoughts and the fights. Mr. Always prophesying, imagine if Nate would have guillotined Chavai. That would have been hilarious. Lando, I was saying, would you, will you be betting KB Buller versus Curtis Millinder next week? Uh, I, again, I don't really pay attention too much to the regional scene, but I know that uh, I believe that's going down in BFL, Battlefield Fight League. Um And again, I don't really use betonline.ag as much, like in terms of having my bankroll in there. Um, but maybe KB could be the spot there. I'm not sure. Paiso DFS saying, fave Indian dessert. Gotta go with the gulab jamun, my friend. I'm a big gulab jamun guy. PG saying, Nate B. Hamza on the scales, yes. Lajron saying, I would have been so pissed if I missed Leon's kick because of someone talking. Yeah, exactly. Akin Zulheyer in the chats and the Ferguson choke looked like it was staged. I'm not going to read into it too much there, but yeah, very weird to see him tap to something like that. Aiden Simone saying, can't wait for UFC 280. And the plan still is for me to do a birthday watch party that day for you guys because that is the day of my 31st birthday. So I'll be sitting on my ass here, getting shit-faced with you guys, watching the fights. So hopefully you guys are able to join in on that. Tushar Cat singing would have died more famous than Elvis. That is true. I can ask in favorite two picks for this weekend's UFC fight night. I haven't looked into it yet, my friend. Um, I just finished doing the contender series breakdowns, uh, which I just broke down in my previous live stream. So make sure you check that out if you want some action for tonight. Uh, but I'll be looking to start taping this weekend's UFC event either later tonight or tomorrow. Keep your eye out for that. But I can't give you anything as of yet as I haven't looked into it myself. Paz was saying, also, why is Kada Prashad so damn good at the Gurdwara? It's like Indian cookie dough. When the fuck have you been to the Gurdwara, my friend? Are you are you uh, Punjabi? And I just don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Paz was saying, read Indian desserts. That's what's up when I tell any, all my non-Indian friends are just subscribed as a timbit soaked in sugar syrup. Pretty much. Have it warmed up and have it with ice cream. You're welcome. That's all I'm going to say. All right, last couple Comments here I'll take since we're over the one-hour mark. Um, let's see. Mr. Always Prophet saying, man, I always watch the UFC of my brothers. We were talking about who is going to fight Usman next, etc. Next thing we know, the whole room on crime. We were all on Usman. I missed it, but couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was crazy. Paz was saying, I'm a big fan of Jalebi myself. I'm not a big Jalebi guy, personally. Paz was saying, I am sick. Oh, shit. I did not know this this entire time. Holy shit, I did not know you were a fellow Apana this entire time. And I've known you for years, Paizo, for at least a year, at least, maybe two years. But holy shit, I did not know. Uh, only go when functioners are on or weddings, not as religious as I should be. Trust me, I am the same way. I do not go to the Gurdwara or anything unless it's for a wedding or something like that. I don't, you know, I'm not that religious at all. I have my hair, I have my beard. Again, I 
trim my beard, but like I'm not super religious either. Holy shit, Paizo. I'm going to slide in your DMs because that just, you know, that creates an extra bond personally. I like the only other like brown guys that I've come across in the space, or at least the majority of the brown guys I come within, uh, come across within the space are just, you know, bravos, like cocky, too confident motherfuckers that just talk so much shit. Don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, I'm sure you've come across some of those guys as well, but like, they just have that. Like, if you went to high school with a lot of brown folks, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Probably kids saying favorite over tonight. Um, favorite over, probably the Brazil fight. Bruno Brazil versus Man is the best over, in my opinion. Marcus Williams in the chat, sticking around. Great show today. Proud of you. Proud, proud of you for hitting that 9K on, uh, on what's his face. I love it. Jason Kidasaleo, exactly. Another Punjabi in the chat. Show yourselves, folks. You know, what I mean, you got a minority repping you on this MMA Twitter space or these MMA breakdown videos, and I just I don't feel the love. I gotta say, I don't feel the love. Love you guys though. Appreciate it. All right, I'm out. Time to go spend time with Mama Lock. Celebrate her birthday. Um, yeah, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. I'll be back tomorrow. 4 p.m. Eastern MMA Lock Talk. You know what the fucking deal is. Good luck on your best tonight. And uh, hope you end up coming out on the winning end. Peace out, folks. Catch you tomorrow.